are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer, and glad to have you back. Hey, quickly, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room, you, go, you want to download the Locker Room app right now. It's on all iOS app stores, and you can find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So the, your San Antonio Spurs are uh, winding down their season. There's a few more games left, uh, tough games. I think by now everybody knows exactly. The Spurs do not have a friendly end to the regular season. They're still technically in the playing tournament, so hopefully we'll get a one, two, maybe more games than that after the regular season is over. But look, it's been quite some time since we had a fan episode. For those who are not familiar with the fan episodes, basically a fan comes on, represents the fan base on a few questions that are on the minds of Spurs fans, and there's plenty of them from that from what happened in Boston uh, to this young Spurs team to uh, winding down the season itself. Uh, where are Spurs fans standing on a trio of uh, questions that we have for our uh, fan rep today? And it's been a long time since he's been on. He's represented the fan base quite sometimes. Let's go ahead and welcome back Zachary, or as I'd come, Zach Attack, Escamilla. Zach, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. It's been a while, but you're a veteran at this. You know how to rep the Spurs fan base. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me back, Jeff. It's always a good time. So let's just say Spurs fans are, I, I, I guess, before we get into the questions, would it safe to be saying that they're kind of numb to everything right now? That it is, I get the vibe of it is what it is now when it comes to this Spurs this season. Yeah, I think you're going to have some that are in that boat. Uh, that's me personally. Uh, you know, if you queue up that, Stephen A. Smith meme of him just with the headphones on looking annoyed. Uh, that's basically how I react to the games now, win or lose. It's really just whatever. Yeah, it really is. And you look you look at the um, the Spurs, you know, well, truth be told, everybody, uh, this is recorded before the first game versus the Jazz, so I guess technically yesterday versus Philadelphia. You know, another loss, another tough pill to swallow. We know what happened in Boston. We've seen a lot of these type of gut-wrenching, heartbreaking losses this year. And, and it sucks because this is a season where the Spurs, uh, you know, at least on paper, could theoretically make the playoffs. But, you know, they started off so great, you know, exceeding expectations. And here we are. The reality of this Spurs team is settling in that they're just a young squad. Uh, Zach, your thoughts on – if that's the vibe that you're getting to from the Spurs fan base, that at the end of the day, this is just a very young Spurs squad. Yeah, I think, again, you have a lot of different folks mixed in in this Spurs fan base. You know, you're always going to have, you know, the go Spurs go and pop we trust. You know, everything the Spurs do is fine and dandy. You can't question them. They're, they're on the right track. And then you're going to have others, you know, the sky is falling. And then the third group is, well, let's just wait and see what happens. So, but I got to tell you that, that Boston debacle, you know, I, I really do believe that most fans that witnessed that debacle believe that to be the definitive knockout blow to this season. 
Well, let's go and dive into that. Yeah, let's talk about that uh, game in Boston where the Spurs had a 32-point lead over the Celtics. Things were looking great. Spurs were about to go into TD Garden and get a big win over a, I guess, a good Eastern Conference uh, team. But at the end of the day, uh, Zach, we saw what happened. It was just heartache. I, I mean, you just saw that lead just go from 32 to 30 to 20 to 15, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, done. Um, do you think that that loss was pretty much the KO blow to the Spurs season? Oh, yeah. I mean, most definitely it was the knockout blow. Uh, you know, to be up 32 points, you know, on the, you know, it, it's just, I don't care who you're playing. You know, you could be playing, you know, a really terrible team or a really great team. You're up 32 points. You should probably win the game. Um, so, again, I think you even had some of the more optimistic Spurs fans see that loss as the KO because, I mean, if you're going to lose a 32-point lead, lose the game, I mean, <laughs> what hope do you really have? I mean, personally, yeah. Jeff, I, I threw in the towel on this team a few weeks ago. I mean, they're in a strange position regarding their current r roster makeup, and there's just a lot of question marks moving forward that, as you already alluded to, a lot of us fans have. You know, what what's going to happen with DeMar? You know, what's going to happen with Patty Mills, Rudy Gay? I mean, are they still in the plans? Pop's playing them a lot of minutes, so, you know, what gives? Yeah, uh, that that loss in Boston pretty much summed up the season, you know, because we see a lot of highs and lows. We saw the first half as a high and the low in the second half. We saw a lot of promise. DeJounte Murray just ate up Boston in that first half and then went no-show in that second half. We saw the emergence of Lonnie Walker, which is a good thing. But then we saw, you know, Pop relying on the veterans when Spurs fan base are just screaming for Pop to abandon that train of thought and play these young guys. But I still ask the question, though, since we're talking about the loss of Boston, let's just let's just have a fun game of Marvel What If. You know, for those of you who are not familiar with Marvel What If, it's just basically these dream scenarios of what if could have happened. Like, what if yeah, Agent Carter took the serum and she became Captain America? All right, well, let's go with that route then. What if Pop does play these young guys in that Boston game? Devin Vassell, Trey Jones, Lucas Amanich, and they still blow that lead. Will Spur would Spurs fans would have had the same reaction? That's a really good what-if question, Jeff, because I think people are going to be upset at a 32-point lead no matter who's playing. Mm -hmm. But I think it would definitely, at least in my opinion, hurt less if it was just all the young guys playing. Because if it's all the young guys playing, and, you know, they, they lost it on their own accord. Um, you can chalk it up to inexperience. You can chalk it up to, you know, some, uh, you know, just a tough learning experience. But when you have Rudy Gay and Patty Mills playing hero ball and chucking up random shots, um, that's where I think it just makes it a tougher pill to swallow for these fans. So I guess to really, you know, answer the question, Jeff, if the what-if scenario, if the young guys played, of course fans would be upset, but I don't think it would be to the level um, that it currently is now. How deflating was it for Spurs fans uh, when the, the final buzzer went off and the Spurs lost that game in Boston? I mean, would you consider Spurs fans' belief 
that game was like the lowest of the low. This even lower than the loss against Houston when Houston had like two guys in uniform. Remember that game early in the season? Ooh. Was it even was it even lower than when Utah came and just shot lights out? Remember when they had like 21 three-pointer shots, broke their record. Could you even say it's lower than what they they showed in the homestand going what two and seven and nine games at home? Do you do you think Spurs fans saw that loss in Boston as the lowest of low this year? I think so because you know, just like anything else, um, we all live in a society where, you know, short-term memory, you know, folks aren't going to remember that far back to some of those games you just mentioned, Jeff. So, you know, being where we are in the season, this is when you want to be playing your best basketball, you know, whether you're fighting for the play-in or a playoff spot or you're at the top, you know, one of the top seeds, you want to be playing your best basketball right now. So the fact that, you know, they were up 32 points against a really, you know, a a talented team. I mean, sure, you can make the argument that Boston has underachieved this season when they've got guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, two tremendous talents, but yet you look at their record and they're kind of mediocre with that kind of talent. But the point is you had a talented team on the ropes and you couldn't close the deal. I just what what else is there to say that that's that's pretty devastating to lose yeah. that sort of lead. It's not like yeah. they had Steph Curry and Clay Thompson hitting three pointers on them all day. You know, to lose a lead like that to the you know the 2016 Warriors would be one thing, but to these Celtics, well, kind of weird. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and all insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Lockdown Spurs will soon have a hosting room over at the Locker Room app, so be on the lookout for that. And yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Now, Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league, your Spurs. You'll find fans just like you on the Locker Room for watch party debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reaction to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to speak with all the Locked On NBA or just the Locked On Network hosts that are on Locker Room right now. Go to Locker Room right now and download the app, which is currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever group you are interested in for the latest league updates. Once again, download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. We are talking with Zach Escamilla. He is uh, repping the entire Spurs fan base right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. Follow him on Twitter at ZachAttack6987. Do it now. You describe himself as a loose cannon there, too. Zach, what's up with that? Well, because, you know, Jeff, I've been banned from Twitter so many times. I'm like on my <laughs> fifth or sixth account. Because you know me, I'm a loose cannon. But you know, I, I just kind of say things for fun. Uh, nothing's really meant to be taken seriously. Right. So I just say loose cannon because you really never know what you're going to see when you're following me. But if you like, you know, nerd-related things, uh, sports, follow me. That's not your cup of tea. No harm, no foul, you know? All right, let's go to move on now to the next uh, fan question we have for Zach here. Uh, next question is, do Spurs fans have any patience for the young players to grow? Now, I ask that, Zach, is because there seems to be a vibe among Spurs fans that they want it now. That They want Lonnie to be that all-star. They want DeJounte to be considered, you know, one of the, you know, an all-star next up up and comer in the Western conference. 
that that uh, that Jakob is the next coming of the next big man. It just seems to me that this season Spurs fans are just seemingly maybe impatient with these young guys. I mean, look, patience is a virtue, and I get that. And you know, maybe in today's society, you live in a world where you want things now, instant gratification. But why don't they show a uh, patience with these young guys? I mean, what we saw in Boston, what we saw in versus the Philadelphia game were, you know, they're just dumb mistakes. That's just part of the process, Zach. So do you think Spurs fans are just don't have patience for that anymore? You know, oddly enough, I, I actually believe that most fans have faith in this young core, some possibly too much faith. But, but let me be clear on my personal stance. I love these young players. I think they're all very likable, high energy, um, guys that you want to root for. But at the end of the day, you know, my question is, Jeff, are they anything more than just fun and likable role players? And, and the reason why I say that is because, as you mentioned, you have some fans that want to anoint them already, some fans that are already saying they're the face of the franchise. But then the next day on Twitter, they're like, oh, well, this guy sucks. And I'm thinking, well, you know, it's a young player. You yourself just said he's going to be the next face of the franchise. You're going to have to take the good with the bad. But then, again, you have others like myself that are just in a wait-and-see mode, that know that, okay, well, are these guys just role players? Are they going to be late bloomers and eventually become a fringe all-star? I don't know. I mean, honestly, Jeff, I have zero clue um, what these guys are going to end up being, but I do think they're all very likable. But I, I do think that, you know, if one of them was going to be the next Kawhi Leonard or the next Timmy Duncan, yeah. I kind of feel like we would have known by <laughs> And it's okay if they're just really good role players. You need good role players to win. So that's why I just really think it's going to be interesting to see what happens this offseason. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this collection of of kids, you know, it's sometimes hard for me to lump DeJounte in there because we forget he's been here for a while now, what, five, six years? Well, minus an injury year, so I guess four or five. But, you know, he was here with, with at the trail end of Tony Parker and, you know, time, you know, with, the, with with uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, so he has that experience seeing what it takes from those kind of players to win. And we're starting to see that now this year. You know, yes, he had that weird game versus Boston where he was just unstoppable in the first half, then went ice cold in the second. But he is your, perhaps your, arguably your best player among the young core. Do you think that Spurs fans still, at this point, have Murray ahead of White as the better player among the young cores? Or is still, you know, Spurs fans, you know, beating that drum that it's Derek White? It depends on who you speak to, Jeff, because I've seen both sides of the argument on that. You know, some people are going to say, hey, the best type of player is an available player. And that's in any sport. NBA, NFL, doesn't matter. You know, DeJounte Murray, sure, he's had some injuries too, but he's been available more than Derek White. And that's not Derek's fault. Seems like he's just had some bad luck, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have some folks that are beating that drum for DeJounte Murray saying he's the leader, he's the guy. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. I don't know. But personally, I've always been a huge Derek White fan. I've always been of the mindset that when he is healthy and in the groove, he's the best player on the roster today. But He's had his injuries. So hopefully he can uh, overcome this injury and end up being available because, unfortunately, 
he just hasn't really been available. And I think when his uh, injury occurred, that was sort of the beginning of the end of this late season hype train, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you look at the the young core, and you know, and we're talking about whether Spurs fans still have patience for these guys. You're saying that it's there, that there is some patience there, but how long will that patience last? Because Zach, I, I said it on Lockdown Spurs before um, this season that I think next season we'll likely see a mirror image of this season again. Like it may happen again because. If you you just pretend in the world, uh, the, again, the Marvel would if world, you know, Mills is gone, Gay is gone, and DeRozan is gone. Well, who's left? They're going to get younger. They're going to add a, a very young piece in the draft. You would hope that Pop, you know, goes all young, maybe brings in a veteran or two, maybe one or two. But it's all signs are pointing to this team is about to get younger next season. And guess what, Zach? There's going to be a lot of more growing to go. Uh, you think Spurs fans can uh, withstand another season? Possibly. That, that mirrors this one. I think they can withstand the growing pains if these young guns are legitimately getting their fair share, not of just minutes, but touches. Because when you just look at the box score, Jeff, you know this. Educated fans know this. You know, a box score doesn't tell the full story. You know, if you see Lonnie Walker played 20 minutes in a game, but he only scored six points, and you think, well, look at Lonnie. You know, he got some playing time, but he only scored six points. But then when you're actually watching the game, paying attention to the game itself, and, you know, most of the plays are Rudy Gay and Patty Mills chucking up shots, it doesn't matter how many minutes some of these young guys play if they're not getting touches on the offensive side of the ball or the opportunity or plays getting called for them you can't put the ball in the hole and make a difference on the offensive side of the ball if you're not getting plays ran for you and or getting an opportunity to touch the ball and I think most fans do see that so it'll be really interesting because I think in your what if scenario Jeff if we see the Spurs go full youth movement And, you know, and I know fans are going to say, but Zach, you need veterans. Well, guess what? Next season, Jante Murray, you already said it, Jeff. He's been in the league for some time now. Derek White's going to have been in the league for some time. Lonnie Walker. The guys Mm -hmm. that they've been rolling with these last couple years are going to be veterans. Not like grizzled veterans, but they're going to be quote-unquote veteran players. So I think the Spurs' young veterans next year with whomever they get at the free agency mark. You know, I know a lot of fans want John Collins or a Lori Marketing, right. you know, not many, but a few. You know, just depending on who the Spurs pick up, um, I think fans will be able to stomach another rough season as long as we're legitimately seeing these young guys have the opportunity to grow and not just stand there and watch somebody play hero ball. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You need tail lamps, brake lamps, brake parts, etc. Even new carpet. You can find it all there at RockAuto.com. You can see all the parts available for your uh, car, your vehicle, all the brand specifications, the prices that you prefer. And best of all, those prices are always going to be reliably low. You can see... Everything is easily accessible over on their website. It's really easy to navigate, let me tell you. Best of all, 
you're going to not be paying up to twice as much for the same part. Don't go doing that. Just go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do that, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box with another we sent you? An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at BetOnline. This week, there's tons of sports action on the go. Make sure to go check out the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, your Spurs, NHL, even the UFC and MMA. Now, before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest information, and much, much more. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on out to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code Locked On. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago where, um, well, beginning of this season, where the fans were very divided about Luka Samanich. You remember that? It was just there was pro Luka and then anti Luka, and it got bad. Spurs fans, you know, were just, you know, it was like civil war in the Marvel theme. But you fast forward to now, and it seems to be that uniformly Spurs fans want to see Luca out there. Why has that changed with him? And that's a great question because, you know, I was a Lucas Amonis naysayer. I'll own it. But, you know, when there was that little stretch there where Pop was playing him some minutes and he was having an impact on the game, at least on the defensive end. You know, he was doing a really great job guarding some of these, uh, you know, these smaller players. And, um, again, not showing up necessarily in the box score, but doing things that really helped the team and would occasionally make some shots. And you, you could see the flashes to where you, you know, at least for me, I thought, oh, this cat does have some talent. He's not a scrub. He needs more opportunity. So I feel like everybody's like, yeah, yeah, Luke is playing great. He's going to get more minutes. And then Pop hits him. Kind of like the same thing Pop did to Vassell not that long ago uh, before Derek's injury. Vassell had a great game. Oh, let's give him some DNPs these next couple games. So I think fans are just frustrated because they see flashes from a guy like Luca, and they're, we're, we're wanting more. We're wanting to see right. where does this go. And, and we got a little taste, you know, you gave us a little appetizer at Costco or Sam's and we want some more. And now <laughs> you're saying, well, you might have to wait for the next helping. And I think fans are just so sick of watching that hero ball that I keep alluding to. And they just want to see some growth because again, Jeff, I think most fans firmly believe that, you know, Rudy Gay and Patty Mills aren't going to be in the plans for next year, or at least they should not be in the plans for next year. But this is a Greg Popovich team. You and I know he loves his vets. So I know it would piss off a lot of fans, but come on, Jeff, let's be honest. You know you're not going to be too shocked if the Spurs bring them back at the right price. No, no I don't think anybody would be shocked if um, some of the current vets come back. You know, I definitely see Mills coming back, I think, of, of the three that are left. With that gay uh, DeRozan and Mills, yeah, he he'll likely be back. But Zach, I was going to ask you. You mentioned Popovich a lot right now. Uh, where do Spurs fans stand on him? Is it is it more the tide swinging towards he needs to go, retire, Pop? You did your thing, or are there still a segment of fans that say no, Pop, stay, stay, stay. This young squad needs you moving forward. 
you're always going to have that group that goes Spurs go and in pop we trust where again he can do no wrong and I get that you know the man has been the coach here since you know I'm going to be 34 this September Jeff he's been the coach since I was in fourth grade so this this guy (laughs) has been a part of people's you know childhood he's been he's generational so he's he's kind of like Mickey Mouse he's beloved you know so I get not wanting to let him go because he's been a fixture here in San Antonio but you know just kind of like old yeller man you got to put somebody down you know when when it's time to go and I'm not trying to say pop needs to get fired but maybe he should take a back seat to the front office what he used to be doing because right now Jeff I don't, I don't understand, you know, what he's been doing, and I think a lot of fans are just scratching their head because, listen, X's and O's, no fan is going to know more than Greg Popovich. I am Absolutely. not claiming yeah. to know more than Greg Popovich when it comes to the game of basketball. But when you have just a common fan like myself or anyone else on the street, any Joe Schmo, say, man, you've got these really talented first-round picks on your bench, and you're playing these tired veterans that are – you know, playing ISO ball and hero ball, and it's not working. Shouldn't you try something else? I mean, isn't the definition of insanity, you know, coming back with the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome? And and that's where I'm coming from. And I think a lot of other fans, they don't want to see him fired, Jeff, but they want to see Becky. A A lot of fans are just ready for Becky Hammond. They see her on the sideline. They see her tenacity. And I just think that's where we are as a fan base. But then you're still going to have those couple that say, hey, pop's going to pop. You, 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 mm-hmm. You're going to live with it and like it. <laughs> and uh, if, you, if you say anything against pop, you're not a real fan. So you're always going to have those people out there, too. You know, look, I'm not trying to stir up the pot here or, you know, I know anything. But it is interesting as the season is winding down, you're seeing a lot more publicity for Becky Hammond right now. I find that very interesting. Just out of nowhere, it just popped up. The the Today interview uh, still being talked about on, on sports outlets. Uh, even local and, and San Antonio businesses are, are spotlighting Becky Hammond. It's just very odd. Just out of nowhere, it just came again, like in a wave. So who knows? Maybe the universe is speaking to us right now about her future, whether it be in San Antonio or elsewhere. Uh, you know, Zach, let's go to transition to the final question here. And before we let you go, you know, Spurs fans, I get it. You know, they're passionate for their team. You know, they want to see them succeed. But this year has not been successful, at least to Spurs standards. They're high standards too. you know, the Tim Duncan era, a little bit of Kawhi. And uh, yet here we are. And the Spurs started off great, exceeded expectations. And technically, if you want to be technical about it, they have exceeded expectations. I think Vegas had them somewhere in the high 20 uh, win mark, and then they're they're at least they're above that. But nevertheless, Zach, it is what it is. The Spurs season is coming to an end, and it's going to come in fast because it's every other day, uh, you know, back to bat still. So this Spurs season could end in a blink, and it will end in a blink. How do you see? Well, what are Spurs fans seeing right now as the season is winding down? Where do they stand right now? How do they want to see this season end? Do they really want them to make that play-in tournament and go for the playoffs? Or they're still fans saying, you know, you know, just call it a day, you know, try to move up the draft a little bit. You know, I think this point is kind of, you know, pointless. But as the season winds down, what, is, what do the Spurs fans want to see this team do? 
Well, I think you're still going to have those that, you know, the in Pop We Trust folks and others that are, are just holding on to hope. And you know what? God bless them. There's nothing wrong with that, of wanting your team to continue to, you know, win as much as possible, get that plan. Um, you know, if that's the boat you're in, that's the boat you're in. But I think you have some other fans like myself that are that are just ready for this off season, you know, because I think even for those folks that are diehard, you know, they probably won't admit it publicly, but in private, they'll probably admit that this team has zero chance of making any noise in the plan or a playoff scenario. Um, and then you may just have some others that are salty that say they don't deserve to be there based on their recent play, especially after that Boston debacle. Um, and, and again, you know, the, the ones that say go Spurs go and pop we trust. But the bottom line is, Jeff, like currently speaking, this Spurs team right now is not good enough to compete in a play-in or a playoff scenario. And the bad thing is they're not bad enough to compete for a great lottery pick right now, even mm-hmm. if they were to lose out, uh, you know, these last, you know, 10 games or, or so. They're, they would be looking at maybe, you know, the 10th, 11th speed at best, at absolute best. And, yeah, you could, you're still going to get a decent player, but like you already said, Jeff, if this is a mirror of, of – of, if next season is a mirror image of this season, that means whomever that, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th pick is for the Spurs this summer, uh, he's going to just end up riding the pine just like Vassell yeah. and or in Austin. So it's, yeah. it's sad times. For me, yeah, I would, yeah, I wouldn't call it sad times because I would call it just um, a rebirth. You know, let's see where this is going. Look, you, you know, you know, you're gonna have birth, birthing pains. You know, um, you have a wife. You saw what she went through. You know, and <laughs> she had kids. And but look yeah. at now, you have a wonderful, you have a wonderful son. Uh, same thing here. I think these are just the birthing pains of the next chapter in Spurs history. Now, things could change. You know, this this young core could not be here intact. Maybe this. Next season, you know, if the Spurs get a deal to move up the draft and somebody says, you know, I'm making this up in Cleveland, for example, says, okay, yeah, just give us Lonnie Walker and, you know, we'll give you the third pick. I mean, would you take that, Zach? I mean, this, this is the, the draft is deep. I mean, the Spurs fans got to be open to all options right now. But, Zach, with I think at this recording, there's about nine games left in the season because, again, we're recording it before the first Jazz game in Utah. You got games against the Jazz, then the Jazz again, then the Kings, Blazers, Bucks, Nets, Knicks, and then a pair against the Suns. How do you see this end season ending? What would you, your prediction with the nine games left? I, I mean, my prediction is, uh, you know, they're probably going to lose the majority of them, but I do think that they will be competitive. So I think really, you know, as a fan – the best thing that I hope to see is that Pop really does just say, you know what, these last nine games, let's roll with these young guns and see what they can do. Because, I mean, listen, if the Spurs make the play-in, you know, somehow, and they're, they're riding with all of their younger players and the vets have taken a back seat, then I'll take a walloping in the, in, the play, in the play-in or playoff scenario because it'll be like, hey, the young guns got us there. But I just I don't see it happening. Jeff, I really mm-hmm. don't. I, I kind of expect this season to kind of end with a bit of a whimper, um, you know, and, and I'm just really looking forward to the offseason. I mean, in, in my personal opinion, I think the best we can hope for as fans is that Pop has an epiphany 
and some of his precious vets, you know, he he decides to just let go and, you know, the front office, um, you know, makes the right choices this offseason. Yeah, that what-if scenario you just said with Lonnie Walker in a Cleveland. I know that's mm-hmm. just what-if. We're not speculating San Antonio. We're not trying to say we know anything. Yeah. But, but, I mean, <laughs> the third pick, I mean, if Evan Mobley is there or yeah, you no. know, Jonathan Kaminga, I'm, I'm making that pick in a heartbeat. And that's nothing against Lonnie Walker. I like the kid. But, you know, sometimes to get better, you have to give up something of value. And if a team like Cleveland valued one of these younger guys, even a Keldon Johnson, as much as we love him, you know, sacrifices have to be made, man. I mean, George Hill was Pop's favorite player, and he got Kawhi Leonard yeah. out of him. So – I just think, um, you know, folks need to be open-minded, you know, but again, uh, next season could likely just be more of the same, you know, maybe we get Becky, maybe we don't, we'll see. Yeah, I, I think it will be a little bit more of the same, maybe a slight improvement, uh, but, you know, because you're looking at these young guys, I mean, I think this season is going to bode well for Vassell, you know, especially him. No G League, no Summer League, minimal training camp, if anything. You know, it was just drafted, and now you're a spur. Go. You know, that's pretty much how it was. I think next he's going to do well for him, you know, learning on um, trial by fire. You know, that's the best way to learn, and he definitely did. And, you, you, I mean, Luca, you know, you got you to gotta wonder about him, Zach. I know he's showing promise, and we know we saw that crazy dunk he had against Philly. But I need to see more than a dunk from now and, you know, more, more often than not, and then just other aspects of his game on the NBA level to see where he stands. I think he's going to be on the bubble next year. This whole team is going to be in the bubble. I think they're on the clock beginning this summer. The moment that offseason begins, Spurs are on the clock. They're going to get themselves another good uh, spot in, in the draft. They have how much money, Zach? I mean, how much money do they have in their their uh, their uh, wallet there? And then I, I can't we'll remember see the what they can number, do. but I mean, they're going to have yeah. the most cap space in the NBA. So, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's them and the Knicks. I think the, those they're, those two teams are uh, have the most money to spend. So I mean, can the they Spurs do are something? Gonna basically, be like Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know, they're going to be walking up to free agents <laughs> saying everything's negotiable. You know, yeah, so, you know, yeah. they're just going to be willing to be like, here's a lot of money, come come play with us. But but the one thing I wanted to say, Jeff, and I'm and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just that's all right, don't worry. You know, before I just just before I forget, you know, because we're talking about all these young players, like you were talking about Luca, you know, the dunk. You see it on Twitter. Like any time one of the young players has a really cool dunk or a really cool play, folks are just so quick to say, yes, this guy's going to be the best thing since sliced bread, you know? And, mm-hmm. I, and I think part of it is we're desperate. And I'm not trying to make fun of those fans. I'm not trying to put them down. But I think as a franchise, as Spurs fans, we are just really desperate to find that next face of the franchise. So where sometimes I think we – we let our heart get ahead of our mind where, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're rooting for these guys because they're so likable, as I mentioned earlier, and we want to hype them up to be the next best thing. But if we really think about it in our minds, you know, that's when you have those revelations of maybe they're just decent players. Maybe they're just those solid role players. And that's fine. You need those to win too. But I just hate that, you know, sometimes I feel like as a fan base, we're putting too much pressure on these kids to be the next best thing when that's just not who they are. Well, and the reason probably for that is because small victories in an otherwise uh, 
500 season, you know, or get highlighted so much. The Luka dunk, you know, yeah, it's excitement. You know, those those type of moments in the Spurs game this year has been far few between. Lonnie's been delivering of late. We saw Luka. You, you look at the losses, you know, I think as this season as well, just Spurs fans are clinging on to anything positive, just positive. And I think that's a big reason why. And you look at the, the, the situation as well. And look, when we, we headed into this season, Zach, everybody was saying, yay, it's developmental season. We're going to love this season. But it, the way they started in that first half, I think it really heightened the expectations of Spurs fans. I mean, to a fever pitch. They're going out to L.A. and beating the Clippers and the Lakers in their own gym. You know, four-game winning streaks, you know, left and right. I mean, that first half, it was one four-game here and a four-gamer here. It's a lot of promise. And I think, Zach, would it be safe to say maybe Spurs fans got a little bit of false hope in that first half of the season? Yeah, definitely. And, and I hold myself responsible there, too. I think under one of my old accounts, I tweeted during one of those stretches. <laughs> on your old accounts. Or, 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 <laughs> That, that the Spurs were, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, a, a one um, really awesome big man away from contending. And, I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. But at least at the time, uh, you know, that's what I thought. Now I look back and maybe thank goodness that account suspended because I'd cringe if I saw that tweet. But here I am putting it <laughs> out there because, hey, I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I, I'm not coming on here to claim that I know more than anybody else, Jeff. You know that. But ultimately um, – you know, I, I think this season just shows us that the Spurs do have some talent. They obviously, you know, these guys aren't scrubs, but it, it, if anything, it should show us that um, they are just going to need some more help this offseason, yeah. that the team as currently constructed is not going to get it done and changes need to get made. Absolutely. All right. That was Zach Escamilla representing the entire Spurs fan base right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. And we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about Zach's representation of you, the Spurs fan? Do you agree with him when it comes to Popovich, Becky Hammond, the young core? You know what the Spurs can possibly do in the final remaining games of the regular season? We need to know. Zach, tell everybody how they can chat with you. Uh, Zach Attack, Z-A-K. Attack. If you don't know how to spell attack, don't follow me. 6987. <laughs> Zach Attack, Z A K, Zach Attack, 6987. And I think I got a picture of Beetlejuice as my uh, profile picture right now. So, yeah, that, 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 anyway. that changes like every day now. I get, you know, I get bored, Jeff. I, I work from my home office, you know, so I have to do things to entertain myself. I don't have coworkers <laughs> to shoot the breeze with. So, you know. Twitter is my water. Beetle, Beetlejuice is your, your, your co-worker today, I guess. Be- yeah, Beetlejuice is my spirit animal today. So there you have it. All right. All right. And, um, well, before we let you know about Lockdown Spurs, if you want to get all the sporting news you need in under 20 minutes, make sure to go check out the Lockdown Today podcast. Gives you the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts as well, whether it be Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Pick a platform, you'll find Locked On Spurs. So for Zach Escamilla, representing the entire fan base, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. <laughs>